ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three Under Par podcast. This is a golf podcast where little white balls life. I am your host Scotty T, and I'm joined by my co-host in the other box, T Bone. T Bone, how are you doing, my friend? Not too bad. Not too bad. I feel like for this podcast, it's kind of it's almost like you had to pull us out of the attic again, wipe the dust off, get the Christmas decorations out. Um, that's kind of, we're kind of in Christmas mode, but, um, we're out of the attic, wipe off the dust and, uh, we're going to give you a hell of an end of the year through under par podcast this evening. That's right. Uh, this episode is going to be our 2023 year in review. A lot has happened this year Too and specifically much. a lot happened this last week. I mean, are you kidding me? What happened with that, with John Rahm announcing that he is headed to live golf, leaving the PJ tour <sighs> which I saw right before we clicked record here, T-Bone, that he is actually suspended from the PGA Tour now. So that is a new development that we're here to break down. We're going to talk major recap. We're going to talk Ryder Cup recap. Any other major headlines from the year 2023 in the world of golf? Again, there's been a ton of them. So if we miss anything, comment below with your thoughts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us those five stars. We love hearing from you, the fans. And also comment below with what you thought were some big highlights from the year. So T-Bone, yeah, like I said, it's been a minute. Life happens. Life gets in the way sometimes. Our last episode we recorded was the recap of the Ryder Cup when Team Euro absolutely kicked the Americans' ass. So we got a lot to catch up on. I don't feel as bad that that was our last episode. We needed some time off. We needed some recovery after that. But man, it, too <laughs> much right. happened this year. I feel like golf has always been this quiet, kind of boring sport, at least for the outsiders, maybe not for us. But this year, I'm just looking at the list of things that have happened this year, and it's too much. It's gotten out of control, and I don't know when it's going to stop. But yeah, like you said, probably the biggest news of the year happened this week, so I'll let you kick it yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, even before that, too, you know, the week before – was the rollback announcement. And we we're like, oh man, like it kind of felt nice, honestly, again, to talk about the golf rollback. Be like, hey, we're back to normal. We're talking golf equipment, golf, blah, blah, blah. And then the John Rom news just absolutely took over the news cycle, really took over the news cycle for the country for a period of point, for a period of time. Oh. I mean, you see John Rom on Fox News giving wearing his lib jacket like he's a high school letterman. I mean, what is happening there? That was crazy town. I guess I guess we'll we'll touch on this. Um, well, no, let's let's go back a little bit because so much has happened this year that the craziest thing possible with all of this going on the last few years it, is that the PGA Tour and Live would merge. I still don't think anyone knows what that means or what's going to happen or what the result's going to be, but. I'll never forget this year. You know, I've we've been talking about Live for kind of since we rebooted Three Under Par 2.0 this year. It was all about Live. We missed it in kind of our, our our first run at the podcast, but we were trying not to talk about it. It was Live, PGA Tour, all this stuff, and the fact that they merged and you see Jay Monahan meeting with Osser, whatever his name is. I was just like, there. This how how did this happen? And ultimately, this can't be good. But it, it, that, the rollback, 
the back and forth. It just almost feels like a golf apocalypse year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's been an absolutely like just crazy season. Absolutely wild. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, yeah, so I, let's start I with guess, John Rom. Yeah, let, let, let's get it off the Rom thing. The, you know, since the, as things have settled down, the move to live is becoming less and less controversial, at least in my opinion. I think everyone else can agree with that. And I think Spieth touched on the Rom thing today. And he said, or, or this week, and he said, you know, both the PGA Tour and Liv are both uncertain and probably not in the best places or the best future ahead. So why not just take the money? Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, again, we still don't know what this merger is, um, what that's going to entail. It looks like ultimately – these guys are going to be able to play majors and get world ranking points and all that's going to sort itself out. So again, it sucks. I think they had the, a strong crew together still on the PGA tour, but I mean, that was the nail in the coffin with, with Rom best player in the world, arguably masters champion. I think he was holding, holding out for as long as he could. And it, it never really seemed like he was, he was a threat, but I guess when you get $600 million, you, you can make that move. So, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, money talks. It really does. But I find it so interesting because back in June at the US Open, when he was asked about this, you know, he was saying that that type of money wouldn't change his life. When he, she's not wrong, you know, there are even studies out there. Once you read a certain threshold of money, it does not affect your happiness or even your lifestyle. And, but at the end of the day, money talks. He was saying he plays for legacy, but and that's why Liv didn't interest him. And I don't know what changed. It, it can't be just the money, right? If it is, then I, I just think there's a bit more to the story there. I don't know if he was given like ownership and live or if he was, you know, what exactly the details of the contract are, but it has to be lucrative. It has to be worth his time and his effort to make that jump over. Now, to your point, he is the defending master's champion. That's a great, Great get for Liv. I think my voice just cracked there, but that's a great get for Liv. And he's already exempt into all the major tournaments. The only one he won't be able to play in is the players now. I mean, really, you know, he's so he's missing out on an opportunity for a major there. So let's let that slide. But he's exempt to every all the big tournaments. Even Rory said that he wants John Rom on the Ryder Cup team in the future so he can be on there. Because Brooks has set the precedent now that a live player can play in the Ryder Cup. It's it's a very weird situation. I think the PJ Tour is still going to be around, but on a week in and week out basis, for every other tournament outside of their major ones, the PJ Tour is dead. In my opinion, the PJ Tour is dead, especially your smaller tournaments, your wraparound fall schedule tournaments, you know, Silverado, heck, even here, maybe in Houston. It is the PJ Tour is dead on a week in and week out basis. It might be, I don't know what's going to happen, but, and it also depends to your point too, if PIF and the PJ Tour actually merge. It announced earlier that they would, but nothing has happened since. And I'm pretty sure they have until the end of the calendar year. Checks the date, it's December 11th. There's like, 
no, nothing's happened since. So I don't know what's going to happen there because they announced that we're like, okay, Liv's going to merge with the PGA Tour, but it's like they post Sean Rom. I don't know what's going on. This is a very murky and weird situation. Yeah, I don't think it's one of those things that can happen quickly, and I, I don't think it's going to. And again, it's so unknown. And I think that's what flipped for Rom. If mm. you know, if the PGA Tour's up in the air and potentially in trouble, you know, why not take money and, and move on and you can still play in majors for the rest of your life. And it sounds like, like you said with Rory, they're going to make the Ryder cup work for them. It's going to be fine. So it sucks. I'm, you know, I, I like watching a lot of these tournaments, but I'm not going to watch them as much with a lot of these guys missing and guys continuing to move over. But, um, I don't know. I, I think they, uh, they got to get creative. I think, there's a lot of new things happening with golf this year. Like there was full swing. There was even the like drive to survive full swing tournament, which kind of, I don't know that was how weird. I felt about it. It was a little messy, yeah. but even things like the, the, the tournament this weekend, the grand Thornton um, co-ed tournament. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the PNC this weekend. Yeah. I watched part of it. I, and okay. I think, I think kind of those new format. I mean, this is, get another like beating a dead horse of things we've talked about in the past about new formats for golf, but I think they are kind of cool and, and can drive some interest. Like I'm really looking forward to the the PNC this weekend with Tiger and Charlie and JT and um, John Daly and Lil John. I love watching that tournament and yeah, um, it's going to be, I don't know. Things like that will, will keep me interested and, in, definitely way more interested than any live golf tournament, at least for the time being. You know, it's hard to watch live too. Let's be real. What are they on the CW or something like that? The PJ tour still has this. They still have the major broadcast networks as their partners. And so live has that going against them still. And so I don't, I don't know. Look, John Rom going over to live might not get me to still tune in to live yet because hey i can't even have the cw actually i have i cut the cord man like i don't have the cw so that yeah. though live is still in a tough spot in that regard honestly i thought they'd be better doing youtube because youtube yeah. is practically tv now it's yeah i don't know golf's in a weird place man i think live tour and the pj tour are gonna have to play ball they're gonna have to be good together they have to find a world where they coexist and i don't think either one of them want that I think they want to, you know, slash at each other's throats or get after each other. They want to take each other out of the marketplace, which I still find interesting because I go back to where, like, they're supposed to merge. Like, I don't know what's – and maybe that's what John Rahm is thinking. Hey, they're going to merge. I'm going to go get that bag now. And so then when they do finally merge in three, four, five years, I still have all my status. I still have my points because one of the masters, you get exempt for everything for, like, three to five years. So – He's probably thinking, then I'll come back to the PJ tour. It's, it's a, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And people ask me this all the time, actually. I, I was asked about it again on Sunday, and I'm just like, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, do you get the same? And like, I wish I had a better response to this, but it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't believe people that, that think they do know because uh, it's just, <laughs> it's, the other thing that's crazy is Jay Monahan, you know, saying these guys are exiled for life 
for the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, two you can't like later. He's pulling out the merger. It's wild. It's and then he was went on medical leave. I mean, this what a year. What a year. Um, what a year. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm to your point. I'm gonna miss seeing John Ron compete against Rory McElroy and Scotty Scheffler every single week. Now he's still competing against Bryson DeChambeau, Cam Smith. Even Phil Mickelson, Taylor Gouge, like the you got some ballers over there now at Live. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about that. But man, I want to see them playing together. It's just better. It's yeah. a better product when they're all playing together. Yep. Yep. Um I'm gonna miss now that. that I'm thinking about it more and more. This was like a bad year for golf. Like what I think I'm, it was I'm atrocious year. I'm thinking just all of this that we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. The Ryder Cup was atrocious. I mean, just forgetful, uh, hopefully. And then what may or may not, I, I mean, you could see be more open to this, but even the rollback seems at least initially like pretty alarming and disappointing. Yeah. And, like all of those things together, it's like, God. And then you got like, it seems like a lot of these old guys are starting to retire too. Like Faldo's out, Paul Azinger's out. Um, it's just, a bad, bad year. And That's a really good point. Gonna happen. I forgot about Paul Azinger. He's out at NBC, man. Yeah. Have they announced his replacement yet? I don't think so. I don't think so don't either. Know. Maybe I missed it. If I did, comment below who that is so I know. Because I don't yeah. feel like Googling it right now. I want It's because some user engagement, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Well, T-Bone, let's talk about some of the highlights. What were some of your highlights of the year? Starting off, I'll, I'll start off. How about Full Swing? I thought Full Swing was an absolute home run at the beginning of the year. Netflix comes out with their, I think, eight-part documentary of the PGA Tour. Absolutely awesome, man. Like, that was – that. I don't think it had the same effect as Formula One did with their Netflix doc, but it was pretty close. You brought in some new names. Some stars were born, man. Joel Damon being one of them. Um, Sahithi Gala being another – really brought these guys who are really likable because there are a ton of really likable guys out there on the PGA Tour. It's really easy to be vanilla because they don't really talk and they're you know golf's a quiet game. So it's kind of hard to get to know the weekend and week out players who are consistently on the PGA Tour. Like those guys are, are really funny, really engaging, great personalities. So I thought full swing was awesome. Trailers come out for season two, which I'm very excited about. But that's one of the highlights of the year for me. Yeah, I think that's a great highlight. I think that's something new in golf that's actually <laughs> doing good for the game and exciting. And the fact that they got a lot of the live stuff on the show is amazing. Um, Agreed. Big, big fan of the show. I'm already looking for the next season. I think the biggest highlight um, probably is the Houston Open being back in March. With, I mean, I, I think who knows what's going to happen to these smaller tournaments, but Again, we've talked about so much. Having that slot before, at least close to the Masters, game changer. Guys are going to be playing even if they don't want to come here. Um, they're going to be here to get ready for the Masters. And uh, it's like the beginning, the the excitement of golf season is just starting. And having it, it at Memorial in March, April time frame, it's going to be awesome. So 
I'm uh, I'm really excited about that. I've had so much fun going every year, and I, I think yep. it's just going to be that much better being in, in March. I agree. So, T1, I got something for you. I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. Did you know that Liv is coming to Houston in 2024? <laughs> Do you know that? I did. I did see that. Um, wow. So, June, June 7th through the 9th, Golf Club of Houston. Remember, it's only three days. It's not this week, maybe a week-long event or whatnot. Well, I'm sure they're out there for more for practice rounds and whatnot. But three-day event, 54, shotgun start, June 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Golf Club of Houston, the former home of the Houston Open. Tiva, like, there's got to be something, something going on there. Like, you know, I don't know what it is, but the fact that it's a competitive, a competitor to the PJ Tour at the former home of the Houston Open, there's got to be something happening there, I assume. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll for sure be there. Um, yes, let's go. Uh, I'm down, I, actually. I know I, I, a, uh, I don't want to hear it. I know you give me a hard time about Liv, but I, I'd be totally down to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. As much as I've shit on him, um, I am excited. <laughs> I've, I've got my Fireballs hat that I'll be ready to – Rock. oh my gosh um but at the same time also it just shows you probably like how limited their options are if they picked houston in june i mean it's gonna be miserable yeah maybe we're tough. like right before the heat wave but it it's not gonna be ideal i mean look you, you can't do it any later than that and literally <laughs> when i saw the day yeah, yeah unless you want to die uh, yeah. from heat exhaustion when i whenever i saw the date i think i looked at my wife and i was like they can play in shorts yeah they can play in that's shorts so the point. more likely to do it i'm just saying that's a good point that is a very good point yeah um, and look like houston i mean golf club houston is not a walker from the golf course it is just absolutely oh, not God, no. so the fact that they're playing in june is tough shorts helps but it should be really interesting and like honestly I bet you there'll be not as many grandstands either. Yeah. Just no like, way. so it might be a better viewing experience actually to go out there and watch them. Yeah. I'll be there. I plan on being there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but uh, I think uh, another, <laughs> I know a certain listener who's not going to be happy with this, but I think another highlight of the year Something that will be go down as a good memory of 2023 is you got to throw Michael Block in the discussion. PGA Championship, Michael Block. I don't think we've ever really seen anything like that. It was some Cinderella, Disney type shit right there with the, the top 10 or 20 finish, whatever it was. The hole in one on Sunday. Um, Roy McAvoy vibes for sure. Uh, did it get blown out of proportion a little bit? Did we get a little block partied out? Sure. But overall, that was a great story. Loved that. And that will be a memory. I'll remember that more than Brooks Kepka winning the PGA Championship. So that's like literally a line from Tin Cup. But um, <laughs> <laughs> good, good stuff there. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that. That was going to be my next um my next thing to bring up was the block party. The block party was absolutely electric. I mean, this guy, Michael Block, was living the dream. He was just he he was ten cup, right? He's a he's a head pro out there. Just gets hot at the right time, and just hole in one plays with Rory McIlroy. Yes, there was the love affair that probably went too far. 
and came out later that he was like, hey, if I had Rory's length, then I'd be on the PJ tour. <laughs> yeah, well. that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, just stop talking. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. So all that being said, though, it was it was still a great moment. And I really don't want to take that away from him because he deserved it and he played his ass off. He's exempt into the tournament next year as well. So I agree yeah. with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that way more than Brooks Kepka. And that yep. was Brooks Kepka's fifth major, too. So that's that really is saying something. Yep. Yeah, yeah that was wild. That was wild. Yeah, um, so, you know, T-Bone, outside of that, though, I really am having trouble coming up with some other top moments because you said it earlier. It was kind of a crap year in golf. Yeah. Uh, I mean, John Rahm winning the Masters is all – I mean, the Masters is always a highlight, let's be real. You know, yeah. Scotty Scheffler won the players. Uh, Wyndham Clark, the, the U.S. Open, was pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, it would have been great, honestly. It would have been such a better moment, rather. If Ricky Fowler won, it just would have. It would have been yeah. so much better with everything that Ricky has gone through to come out on top and finally get his second major after winning the players in 2015. So, <laughs> but to get that US Open would have been great. Um, you know, Brooks winning his fifth major and then Brian Harming winning Brian Harmon winning the Claret Jug, like cool. It was a blowout. It wasn't even close. <laughs> that was wild. And then the I mean, I guess another one is Team Europe kicking some ass in the Ryder Cup. I mean, they absolutely destroyed everybody. And Luke Donald will be back in 2025 when the Ryder Cup is at Beth Page Black. Yep. Yep. I, I think uh, another person who will pro- probably be back and who's gaining momentum quickly is Ludwig Aberg. Oh, so true. He These won guys, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he won – I mean, I'm. People are like, there was like a rumor that these two pros were overheard talking about, like, there's no way I'll beat this guy. So, this guy's been kind of low key hyped up for a while, and um, I think he's he's about to break through, and uh, that that's that could be an interesting storyline heading into heading into the new year for sure. Yeah, I mean, even to that point, how about Victor Hovland? Victor Hovland winning the FedEx Cup. Right, I mean, dude, that app, that guy got absolutely hot at the right time. Arguably, one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And even thinking about Victor right there, just kind of thinking about the PJ Tour versus Live, John Ron making the jump over. There are still some dudes out there on the PJ Tour. Even today, on December 11th, there were rumors going around that Tony Finau was going to be making the jump over to Live. He comes out and says, "No, I'm not." You know, they got they still got Speed, JT, Rory, Scheffler, Victor Hovland, to name a few, Patrick Cantley. I mean, they got some absolutely they're, studs they're over there. They're better. The PGA tour yeah. is better. But the ROM thing was big and they just gotta hang on tight. This core's gotta hang on tight. And uh hopefully this all works out. But yeah, absolutely. I forgot about Victor. He was definitely the best golfer on the planet for the last what definitely the a, a good majority of the year i think he keeps sniffing these majors and uh this could be another breakthrough year for him yeah um i uh <laughs> i gotta bring up one of your all-time takes you think Uh-oh. he's gonna have a better career than uh matthew wolf at this point <laughs> oh man i'm gonna eat those words yes i do hey matthew wolf got traded do you see that 
they, they traded players on the live <laughs> live tour over there. Super yeah. excited. Did he get traded to Brooks's team? Is that how that works? From Brooks's team. To what to who? He was on Team Smash, and I don't know who he got traded to. Matthew but, Wolf. Um, Let's see. Come on, there's got to be some news over there. Yeah, he, all I know is he was on Team Smash. That's Brooks's he, team. <laughs> Bubba Watson traded Taylor Gooch for Matthew Wolf. What is <laughs> Bubba Watson thinking? <laughs> That's a tough trade. Oh my gosh. It probably yeah, wasn't so good team chemistry on the four A's. Range. This is such a terrible name. Range, range Goats <laughs> Captain Brooks Kepka made a significant move Wednesday, trading. Oh, there are more players. Traded Taylor Gooch and Harold Varner Varner the third for Matthew Wolf and Peter Uline. I mean, Peter Uline's a good player, but I don't still don't think he's Taylor Gooch or Harold Varner for that matter. Yeah, some people are. Are, are uh, calling it the same as trading Juan Soto to the Yankees. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit better. A little more interesting. Yeah. Um, I know. That's that's crazy. Um, you know, even with John Rom signing with Over the Live, he still did not make as much money as Shohei Otani. Yep. Just saying. Well, There's some crazy stuff over I'll there. He'll make more in the next 10 years than Otani. Yeah, that's a good point. And then Otani's going to be making $60 million a year. <laughs> We're so not stupid. playing for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's disgusting. So stupid. Um, That's disgusting. What are your? Let's, um, let's get back to golf. What's uh? Let's let's go to the the personal side of golf. I, I feel like you've been low key. Speaking of knocking the dust off, I feel like you've been low key retired for the last few years. Is next year a, a golf year for you? At least, yeah. That's a good half? question. You know, I'll be. So for those who don't know, I'm back in school now. You know, doing that whole thing, family. So. Uh, golf has not been as prevalent as it has been in the past. The time, very time constricted, but I'm, I'm done in May. And so after May, yes, I will be hopefully playing a lot more golf, which T-Bone, I don't think you even know this yet. So breaking news, breaking moves, I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to oh, Scotland oh, in yeah. May for a golf trip with my dad, literally the day after we graduate. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, um, don't know which courses we're playing yet. They're still waiting to get some solidified. But so I don't want to tease him out there because I could totally be wrong. But I'm going for a week in Scotland in May. So, yes, T-Bone, to your point, it is time to get the game ready. And I'm trying to walk a bit more because I don't have golf carts over there. So <laughs> get ready for Scotland. Yeah, oh, that'll be awesome. Much deserved. Uh, that'll be a That'll be a nice week wrapping up school. Shipping across the pond. Yeah. Some link style golf. That'll be money. For sure. So, uh, T-Bone, how about you? Any good personal golf stories? Which I want to say one of my highlights, I think, for the year for you, from my perspective, is you getting chirped at by the marshal at, <laughs> <laughs> at Gus Wortham. You're yeah. playing too slow, apparently. Um, it was an eventful year at Gus specifically. It was a personal golf that. We'll bring back the, the birdie bogey segment. My birdie of the year, I think, was golf personally. I played a shit ton of golf this year. I played so much golf. Um, I felt like I didn't even care that it was a brutal summer. I was going to go tee off at 11 and just let it rip and um, shot my that. lowest career career round, almost punched a marshal, um, got to play 
in Michigan. Um, so overall, great year of golf. I want to look up my my number of rounds on on my gin, but I bet it was up there. So all time low, and you get to play a ton. You can't you can't complain. Doesn't get much better than that. I've had a lot of terrible golf years as of late. Um, and I feel like I uh, I figured a few <laughs> things out this year, and uh, it was a good golf year. So Scaff, I'm looking you up here. Hold please. Uh, see Thomas Scaff, you are now a three point eight, according to the Gen Handicap, and you got like, some good rounds in. You got twenty rounds in since June. <laughs> what? Those are KJ stats. Yeah, oh, uh, he does that in a month. Yeah, seriously, I don't think yeah. he's posted a score though in like three years. <laughs> Sandbagging son of a bitch. Yeah, that's Sandbagging son of a bitch. So as opposed, if you're looking for me. I think I posted like two or three rounds this year. Yeah, not that much, which is tough. It's a tough <laughs> look. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, T-Bone down to 3.8. Tell us more about the career round. What what you shoot and where? What color pants were you wearing? All that kind I guess of wear them white shorts uh, that had a few purple stains from transfusions. Yes. Um, but it was a... It was a cart path only um, round at Gus, and it was hot. It was humid. Um, it was probably in September, and uh, it was like somehow the most carefree, stress-free 68. I was never That's in amazing. trouble. I had like tap-ins every hole, made a ton of birdies, took advantage of the par fives. It was just strategic. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but um, honestly, playing Gus, having, that was really where I played a majority of my rounds. And I always told myself, if I can get through those first six to seven holes yeah. and even play the play two or three, like one under, get at least one birdie, you can go low there. And I think I stuck it to an inch on one, birdied two or three, and I was multiple under par going into like hole seven, which is really what you got to get through. So it was yeah. a magical day. I've had a lot of bad rounds out there. Uh, I've had a lot of bad rounds over the last few years. And, um, and that was, that was. That so was I'm one. looking at your card here. You went 88, 87, 87, 83, 68. Oh, was it 84? Wow. Oh yeah. I think I celebrated a little. Um, if I'm being honest, Fair. That's, <laughs> I played that's the very great, next man. day, which I shouldn't have. That was a terrible idea, but, um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's worth celebrating, man. Celebrate. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I still have my, uh, my low round golf ball right here. <laughs> Actually, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's 64 or whatever. <laughs> no, soft flex, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I got some, got some work to do, but, um, yeah, it was a good year next year. The the new um the new goals either you or me we need a hole in one totally agree you won't hear me object on that I one hundred percent agree so T Bone if one of us gets a hole in one I tell you what if you get a hole in one you call me and I will be there no matter what <laughs> and we will party accordingly okay wow I love that I love yeah that. you're welcome I, I guess seriously though, how is the fact that none of us have one. By none of us mean me and you. Like that yeah. I feel like that's kind of ridiculous. 
Like people had that on me, and I'm like, you're right. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't explain it. What sucks is like I haven't even been close in a while. Like I feel like for for a period of time I was like had a few scares here and there. Or is that is that going in? I feel like it's been a long time since I've even like you know in the air. I'm like, does that have a chance? Maybe yeah. I have, but it just doesn't feel like. I have like ones I remember, and it's yeah. But yeah, no, I of, agree. Yeah, it's been way too long. But yeah, you know, I would say one of my highlights for me, golfing wise, is at least for this year. You know, it's always fun going up in the mountains. I'm fortunate. I was fortunate enough to go to Colorado uh, this summer for about a week, and getting to play golf up there is always a blast. It, the ball just travels for forever. It feels like, and overall, I played pretty well. Like it wasn't my best stuff out there, but. You know, considering I golf was is very minimal this year for me, uh, still even posting a sub seventy five round, like I'm fairly happy with that. Yeah, I'm not looking uh, to go out there and break par really anymore. Like, if you give me uh some time to like kind of maybe dial in the swing a little bit, or at least roll some putts or something like that, then maybe we can start talking around par. But now nah, I I played a um, Cinco Ranch a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now with Lopez. And I just didn't have it that day. I just didn't have it. And he and Lopez looks at me after the round. And he's like, so what'd you shoot with your D game? I was like, I, I still managed to post a sub 80 round. But like, uh, the point is like, I'm not looking to go out there and shoot under par anymore. At least at this point in life. And that's yeah. okay. I'm looking to go out there and have fun, honestly. And that's the whole point. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we want to encourage everybody to go play golf. Is to get outside and have some sunshine be a little active and just have fun. Golf is so much fun. It is so damn maddening at the same time, but just go out and have fun, play golf, play the way you want, blast music or whatever. Just go out and have fun. That's what it's all about. And if you go out and play message. well, it's even better. Yeah, no, I think that's a great final message um, for the year. Um, I think, you know, just in our, our last few monologues there, go low or maybe have like a, I don't know. No, fuck that. Go low and have fun this this next year on the yeah. golf course. Makes it better. Um, yeah, like you said, if you can go low, it's even better. But if not, just have fun. Play some music. Drink some transfusions. Um, it's a great sport. Have a couple of dizzies. D are they dizzies? Is that what they're called? <laughs> Which you're oh giving me a hard time. Hold on. Tulsa and easy too. I, I hear you now. I can hear you listening through this. Man, dude, you're, you're you're like what such are they a called? man, I feel like. Glizzies. Glizzies, not drizzies. Get you a glizzy glizzy. In oh, um, I do have a funny <laughs> I do have a funny story I just remembered. Um so my my bachelor party um was a few months ago. And one of the golf courses we played was the most strict, uh, um, had the most strict rules I've ever seen for packing your own cooler. Like really? I've ever seen in my life. And the few groups ahead of us are telling us, Hey, the, the half, the dude worked at the halfway house just threatened to like call the cops on us for having, um, <laughs> outside drinks so i guess i could tell that we had drinks that weren't bought purchased there so by the time my group comes up we've got a, a buddy who's not a golfer 
who's taking pictures of us and he's got, you know, his camera and he's got a Yeti backpack full of probably 40 beers. <laughs> and um, we pull up to the halfway house and the guy comes storming out and he goes, what's in that bag? And he just looks at him with this camera and he goes, uh, camera stuff. The guy goes, okay, so it's fine. <laughs> the guy <laughs> bought it. The guy bought it and he was threatening him, threatening to call the cops on us. What a what a nerd. But uh, anyways, just thought of that story. Um, but hey, well, uh, like I understand like golf courses like have the signs or whatever on there. They do what they do, but like if you're gonna be that intense about it, like take the stick out of your ass, right? <laughs> yeah, it's um when they do that, I think when they when you have someone like that, um, and you have a group of guys that have been having a few beverages, I think they're just going to question authority a little more. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have happened, but um, no, the the pre-packed coolers is an interesting concept. Um, okay, I can see, uh, let, I can see both actually, sides. Let's actually dissect this a little bit more. Are you a fan of bringing your own? beverages out to the golf course i assume it is yes but if there's like a sign that clearly says no like what's the proper etiquette around this i think the proper etiquette is not to bring a cooler <laughs> if i'm being completely honest fair do i do fair. it more times than not yeah maybe <laughs> maybe you i'll, say I'll no. open it up to the public i say no yeah for sure um but um, yeah, I think it depends I, on really where you're going. Like if you're going out to a public course or something like that, who might not be as strict on it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think bringing a cooler out there is a bold strategy no matter where you are, because I could see like some public courses being really strict on it. But then also others like, hey, we don't care. We're glad you're out playing the golf course. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, drink your beer, but like buy our food. You know, yeah. to, that, that type thing. Yeah. You're more, I think it's easier to bring a cooler out to a private course, but it's also really frowned upon too. Cause they're like, Hey, you don't want to make the member look bad, especially if you're yeah. the guest. Now, if the no, guest think... is bringing the cooler, like I'm thinking of Jay back at Hearthstone, he would just bring the cooler out there and was like, great. We wouldn't care. We just full <laughs> sin, you know, let's go. But it's definitely like easier to bring pocket shots. So I think you can always bring, bring pocket shots out in the bag, right? Yeah. Oh, I think that's fair game for sure. I think that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe buy. I, I think the way you do it to be classy about it is you bring one and not the other. If you bring a few beers, maybe mm. buy a cocktail or a hot dog. Sorry, glizzy. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or if you're bringing pocket shots, maybe buy a few beers. Tip the, the cart girl or the halfway house. I think that's how you can go about it um i like that but the uh yeah private course that's not something i've ever really dabbled with um i'm just happy to be there but um my my brother told me that sharpstown actually encourages you to bring bring booze because i don't think they really yeah they have like a limited bar and maybe don't even have a bar so they um encourage it which is still a course i haven't played i'm not really in a hurry to play it um really that was oh, my dad's favorite golf course. You did tell me that. And I yeah. was also, um, I think all golf podcasts are good golf, 
Wow, oh. I just short circuited. <laughs> <laughs> I think all golf. Pal- Holy shit, I can't talk. <laughs> try again, try again. All right. I think all golf. <laughs> you can't do I'm not, it. <laughs> I'm not fucking around anymore. All right. I listened to a podcast with uh, man. What that, kind? that literally took me four times, and I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. So I'm just gonna move golf on. Golf podcast. We are. Yeah. We are hosting <laughs> one right now. I can't do it. Okay. Um, anyways, it was a podcast with uh, Lee Trevino, and one of his first professional wins was at Sharpstown. Really? Yeah. I missed that one. I have to go back and yeah. listen to it. It's with uh, No Laying Up. No Laying Up, right? Okay. After you guys listen to this one, maybe go check that one out. Yeah. No, they're they're great. The the, the, the No Laying Up guys are, are great. So, yeah. I mean, Lee Trevino is one of those guys where he can tell a story. And he That's has incredible. a billion of them. Yep. Yeah. It's a great podcast. It's a great golf podcast. There we go. Let's go. Well done. <laughs> well done. Damn, that's... That kind of scared me. I couldn't talk for a second. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, Anyways. I'm I'm with you. Um, T Bone, do you have any like outlanders predictions for 2024 right now? Going into it at this point, it, the time of this recording, it is just after nine o'clock Monday, December 11th. If anybody's curious how quickly we upload, there you go. There's the timestamp. <laughs> but crazy predictions for 2024. Do who are there any more players who make the jump over to live? Is there like does Ricky Fowler get his first major championship win or, you know, you know, something to that effect. I think predicting more live players are like, that's easy. Right. But who do you think if any were to make jump, uh, if anybody makes the jump to live, who would that be? Okay. Um, also, can you still mm. hear and see me? Yeah. You kind of froze on me. Okay. Your screen's black, but for the time being, we're still rolling. Um, so, I guess, you know, I've heard rumors of, like, Tyrrell Hatton potentially going. Okay. So, I won't take that as, like, uh, who's most likely to go. I'll give you kind of more of a wild card. Honestly, I think anyone European has a chance of going. Um, I just feel like they're more into the team aspect. Yeah. Uh, the, the schedule's a little more international. But I really don't see a guy, like, Victor Hovland going. I think he's like young and still wants to keep grinding. So I'm not going to pick him. Um, man. Yeah. I mean, there was rumors of Shoffley going over for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Victor, I don't think he will. Rory obviously won't. I'm looking at the world top, uh, world golf rankings right now. Homo won't probably, I don't assume. Can't lay. Kelly and Shoffley are just kind of wild cards to me. Like, I just yeah. don't know much about them. So, uh, they could. I could also see a guy like, I don't know, maybe Brian Harmon or Keegan Bradley going over, go get that bag. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, uh, uh, prime, maybe slightly past prime European or like an old American dude. I think yeah. that's kind of the mold for, for live right now. I mean, if Ludwig Adberg goes over, that would be huge, absolutely huge for Liv. Yeah. What if what if the what if the PJ Tour like turns into minor leagues for you know like because they have such a strong hold on 
like the development tours, PJ Tour Amer- or Latin America, Canada, Corn Ferry, obviously working the way up. But then like once this post merger happens with PIF, PJ Tour, if it happens, yep. does the week in and week out PJ Tour stops just turn into like the AAA of golf now, like merge the Corn Ferry guys. And like, I guess more money would be involved because, yep. you know, more people are being paid on the tour and trickle down. But that, that's what it might turn into. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's yep. crazy. Um, I actually meant to tell you a previous guest who I haven't checked in with in a few years, man by the name of Chris Stroud tried out for live a few weeks ago. He like entered their qualifiers. Um, breaking I don't think news. he made it. Yeah. Breaking news. But, um, Anyways, I, I was kind of thinking about this whole live and PGA Tour dynamic as I've kind of thought about a few times this year. Um, but I've been thinking, I think there's a few, or I think there's like one or two things that could happen for both either the PGA Tour or live that will destroy either one. And the one on, and the PGA Tour one is way more fragile. Um, I think if you like one person, I think if you get Scotty Scheffler to live, it's over. If you get maybe someone or Tiger to live, it's over. Um, a big, big name, it's over for the PGA Tour. What I think still is not set with live is the World Cup or the, the World Rankings. If yes, they don't get huge. that and they stop these guys from not being able to play in majors except for the the few that have you know had these past champions i think that's the one thing left that that live is kind of holding them back on so um i don't know i'm just kind of blabbering right now but they both still have hurdles um or or, or kind of hanging on by thread and unfortunately the pga tour one is maybe a little more fragile cuz ultimately once you get enough guys over there Rom was probably the biggest one to get over there. They're going to figure out the world rankings. They're going to figure out the majors. They're going to figure out um, Ryder Cup. And again, a lot of this has been because they say the best players don't play there. Now they got Rom. So this thing's, you know, just spiraling as it has been for the year, the yeah. most of the year. And um, yeah. All right. I got a prediction. Yeah. Well, it might, it probably won't be. This is more a prediction of if and when the PIF and PJ Tour merge, there's going to be a new major that we call a major form. And it's not going to be the players because that's the PJ Tour event, unless the PIF like really embraces it. But I think in the next three to five years, there's going to be a new major established in the world of golf. And therefore, there will be officially. Five majors in mm. the world of golf. I like that. I could definitely see that. Um, some because Liv like, is already pushing for a major, right? Are they yeah. like whatever their biggest tournament is? They're calling it a major. I swear, yeah. if they start actually counting those, that's crap. That would yeah. be, you know, if Bubba Watson comes out and says, "Oh, I have another," or if Brooks Koepka comes out and says, "I have seven majors now." Uh, uh-uh, that's not how that works. But yep. I can see Liv doing that because they're like manipulating their own reality and it's working. Yep. Um, another potential, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Th- next three to five years, what if Liv created a women's league? Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Okay, how about this? I'll, ra I'll, ra I'll raise you one more. So this week, we were talking about the Grant Thornton, right? Uh, Jason Day and Lydia Ko, I believe, won yep. this week. And then next week is the PNC. I think, what if Liv starts their own international tournament to complement the Ryder Cup? But it's of men and women, a men's women's championship owned by Liv and everybody plays in it. That's I a think, good idea. I think that's what they do. I, yeah, I think Dan Rappaport from Barstool, after seeing this tournament this week, he was like, why isn't there a men and women's combined national, a, a yeah. men and women's combined international champ? Like, that, yeah. that's a no-brainer. And I agree. Yeah. I think another thing I've seen in the, the Twitter black hole is the PGA Tour versus Liv Ryder Cup. That would be great. Tiger and Phil, team captains. Yeah. That would get hella that'd, views. Um, that'd be great. That'd be wild. That that would be like another sovereign country though, having to recognize that it like another country is now sovereign. Like the PJ <laughs> Tour doesn't want to exist that the live is even there. Yeah. But they have to now. It's like, yeah, it's like when USA won Britain, won our independence. It's like, all right, who's gonna officially recognize the USA? Like nobody wants yep. to do that, but they're gonna have to. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, yeah man, I don't it's know. Crazy. It's, Side uh, note: Do you see what we're talking about the Ryder Cup? Do you see what Rory McIlroy said about Henrik Stenson? Yeah. This week, how crazy is that? The best thing that ever happened was him jumping the live. Apparently, yeah. I don't know how you can be like honestly. This is going to sound really bad. How can how can you be a bad captain? Like it's easy to be a bad captain. Like I would say Zach Johnson was not a good captain for Team USA. And yeah. that's mostly because he didn't pair people well together. I think that's the biggest critique that you can have for a captain. But that's always hindsight 2020. You don't necessarily – like you have an idea, but like at the end of the day, the golfer still got to hit the golf shots. Yeah. Now, I think it's – what Zach Johnson did with alternate shot was atrocious. The fact that we were down – was it 7-1 to one after yeah. two rounds? Like that, that was so bad, so bad. Didn't even count. Like, But – how how can you be a bad captain? I'm curious where, where I'm going with this. What sparked Roy McIlroy to say that? Is it, that tells me that Henrik Stenson is not really liked amongst the players. That's what that tells me. Well, it's probably also that they liked Luke Donald so much. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so is that more a knock on Henrik or a more of a compliment to Donald? Probably I don't know. What do you knock, think? Yeah. yeah, probably more of a knock. I, it's probably just like some petty bullshit that's... Yeah. That's yeah. driven by Liv, his frustration with Liv. But, man, they, they do love Luke Donald. I, I think that's the first time that they've brought someone back as a captain. So, True. He True. did a good job. Maybe Team Europe is taking our advice with a, you know, we said USA Golf needs to have like a Coach K, a general manager of USA yeah. Golf. Maybe Luke Donald will be that for Team Europe. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a page yeah. out of that playbook. Need some credit there. Yeah. And hey, here's one thing that Luke Donald has, at least on Phil Mickelson. Luke Donald reached number one in the world. Phil Mickelson was never number one in the world. <laughs> that's wild. That's like one of the wildest stats in golf, I feel like. Yeah. That six time major championship winner, Phil Mickelson, was never world number one. Holy crap. That's wild. Yes. T-Bone, I think that's all I got. I think we covered a lot for this year. Again, covered all the major championships, full swing, Michael Block, live, golf rollback. I mean, we didn't even dive too much into the golf rollback. Initial thoughts, I think it sucks. I think it's 
missed. And Rory even came out and said that they wanted to go for bifur. I think it's bifurcation. That's the word. Sorry, it's like yeah. you saying golf podcast. I can't say that one. <laughs> bifurcation of you know, it's like the wooden bat for for major league baseballs and aluminum bats for for college baseball players. They wanted to go yeah. with that approach, but he said that golf equipment manufacturers were actually against that because it hurt their bottom line. Uh, I mean, look, that makes sense to me because just knowing that you're going to make two different lines, new products, change your efficiencies, manufacturing, labor. It makes more. It makes sense why that would be more expensive. But the point is that the USGA was asleep at the wheel. They missed it. The golf manufacturers, uh. I think, do not have any blame on this. I think this should have been done 15 years ago if it was going to be done. But they slept at it, and the golf equipment manufacturers took advantage of it. So now you're going to blame them? I don't know. That just didn't really sit well with me. But the fact that the manufacturers killed it, though, sucks because I think golf rollback is a mistake. I don't like it. Don't really support it. Uh, but it sounds like it's here, so I gotta like it. I gotta, I gotta suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to go backwards. I wish yeah. there was like just a way to maintain where we're at and no more progression. I think that would be fine. Um, but there's a lot more to it. I get it. I don't like it either. It's gonna take a lot of getting used to. Um, golf is. Why did we have to do this this year? Why let, let's fucking kick this down the road a little bit, or yeah. even two years ago? There's way too much shit going on right now. Terrible year for golf, but yeah, and we'll, like we'll be I understand why for the tour players because those guys they're obviously more athletic. Golfers are more athletic than they were 20, 30 years ago. You know the Tiger effect was real in that one. Manufacturing came up. Or the, the golf manufacturers got better. Uh, the, the golf balls got better, too. That's an important one, too. Like, the Pro yep. V1 changed the game. And yep. then they just kept building it on from there and just came, kept making them better and better. So, look, if you're going to – if you want to change the pro game, fine. I'm actually probably okay with that because then it makes golf courses like Colonial not absolute, not obsolete anymore. Or, sorry, obsolete anymore. They still got to go out there and like play it as opposed to overpowering the golf course. Mm-hmm. But for the amateurs, dude, like we don't have the ball as far as those guys do. Even the top amateurs don't even, I mean, some of them do, the college kids. But look, it's a, there's a difference between an average weekend warrior versus your college coffer, too. Like, point is, there's got to be something in there and that I, you can find it, a happy medium for everybody. I think it will be only for pros, but then. Like how do come twenty thirty? People... It's going to hit everybody. Really? I think that's I... right. Yeah, they're going to slowly roll it out, but come okay. like I think twenty thirty. So it's going to be about a seven year or six year uh, process to get the amateurs used to this new golf ball, and then everybody's going to forget about it, and we're going to be like, "Hey, do you remember when we used to hit the ball so far? Yeah. Like it's <laughs> back in my day." Yep. Yep. The good old days. Interesting. But yeah, T-Bone, a uh, really interesting year for golf, 2023. We started off hot with major championship winners, kind of declined. Team USA sucked. Team Euro is great. Live, the the Civil War, the merge. The, what a wild year. I, I, yep. I And I'm glad we were back to cover a lot of it here on 300 Par Pie. Yep. It was, a, it was a good year to bring it back. We missed the initial live um, news, yeah. but uh, – we covered the probably the biggest story since. So it's been a eventful year. Yeah, kind of sucked. 
personally had had a good golf year. Had a lot of fun. Played a lot of fun yeah. courses. Congrats. Um, hope Three to low, hope baby. To do it again next year, and let's make some hole in ones, baby. That's right. Well, T Bone, I think this might be our last episode of the year, unless something absolutely drastic happens, <laughs> which we can. So we hope everybody has a phenomenal holiday season. If you had some great golf moments from your personal golf career or, again, anything that we missed for this year, let us know in the comments below or send us an email. Heck, most of you all have our phone numbers, so just text us, and maybe we'll issue a correction on the Instagram story. But let us know, again, what your top moments were for this year. Uh, T-Bone, we got a couple sponsors this year, too. Really proud, really glad to work with these people, so I want to give them a shout-out. One more time, links in the description below. Drinking Buddy, drinkingbuddy.com, promo code Three under again, link in the in the description below. Uh, it helps curbs those. Uh, look, it's not the hangover cure, but it helps you make it feel a little bit better, a little more uppity up for the next morning. Because why, T Bone? We don't miss tea times. We don't miss tea times. It's there. It helps. It works. Also, Chip Golf Co. The golf gloves are great. Randall was on the pod this year. Uh, got to hang out with Randall down in Austin earlier this year too for some uh, some school stuff, and so. Really great time. Love those guys at Chip Golf Co. So go to Chip Golf Co. That's 2Ps.com. Promo code 3 under par for 10% off your order as well. They got some new swag, actually. They came out with some new designs. So really glad to check that out. Hey, maybe it's a good it's a good stocking stuffer as well. So use that promo code. If you're in the Austin area, hit up Waterloo Turf. Tell Lance that 3 under par sent you. Team, how about the Paisley House? Paisley House. Um Right here in Houston, all your interior design, furniture needs, hit up Joni. And like Scotty T said, tell him that, that 300 sent you. That's right. Again, holiday season. If you're looking for some makeovers, I know some people who are going through some rentals right now, so T-Bone, so I'll probably will send them your way. Phenomenal year, T-Bone. Appreciate you doing this. It's been a lot of fun. We'll be back in 2024. Probably the next episode will be predictions for the year. And we're probably going to be a lot about them because we they could not predict hardly anything that happened this year. But what a year it was. We appreciate you, the listenership, for taking along this ride with us. T-Bone, send us out. <laughs> or last word to you. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was locked and loaded for the, um, you know. Do you have any final no, I'll, thoughts? <laughs> I'll go back to just, just have fun on the course. Um, I had a great year playing golf. The golf itself, pro golf, I think sucked, which we've talked about for over an hour now. But, uh, you know, we're going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep teeing it up. And um, we love we love golf. And remember. Little white balls like. <laughs> you mix it up on me. <laughs> uh.